but I'd like to encourage us to think along the lines of confession of sin and then specifically of pride. Today, this has been um, this has been a very difficult challenge to construct because it is so assaulting personally uh, with this. But I believe uh, the Lord has burdened me for this, and so. After Mark's challenge yesterday from Romans chapter 8, and where we considered what Christ has done for us and even the role of the Holy Spirit in our praying, um, I'd like to cause us to consider Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, which is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 um, and then I'm going to make mention of a man you may or may not know, a former evangelist, gone to be with the Lord back in nineteen mid mid nineteen hundreds, like nineteen forty five or nineteen fifty somewhere in there, um, named Gypsy Smith. Um, Gypsy Smith was a British evangelist and uh, made many um, journeys to the U.S. to hold revival campaigns, and he has some special words. Uh, an illustration I'm going to pull from, but uh, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 says this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Gypsy Smith, uh, the evangelist, um, looks like he died in 1947, um, an early member of the Salvation Army. He was a friend. We've often referred to G. Campbell Morgan. Uh, he was a friend of G. Campbell Morgan. And uh, in the U.S., when he was in the country for a series of evangelistic campaigns, he was walking down the road heading toward the rented arena that was for the presentation of the gospel. And as he neared the entrance to the arena, he saw a sign. He was meditating on his sermon. He was just about to preach. He was praying for souls to be saved. He said he was, he was enjoying the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And then he saw this sign. And the sign was in all... Um, um, rightful thinking, uh, posted outside, and the sign said, Gypsy Smith, the greatest evangelist in the world. And he said when he read that, his heart was just smitten. And um, he then, um, he said the Holy Spirit pricked his heart, and upon entering the meeting hall, he insisted that the sign be taken down. He didn't want that kind of attention. He didn't want to be known that way, even though he was greatly gifted. Um, and then, so with that, I, I'd like for us to consider even things in our own life that would be pointing to us and be sensitive to pride, be sensitive to walking in the Spirit, be sensitive to what we would do to call attention to ourselves or even nourish our own self, selfish pride because even that, or maybe I should say especially that, 
can get in the way of our personal praying and even our group praying. Take the signs down. Take that pride down. Um, Brokenness. Could we say introspection of the Holy Spirit? Humility, meekness, brokenness seems to be a common thread that works its way through people that God uses dynamically. The sensitivity to pride, the sensitivity to sin. I read last week, and this is nothing new, but I had never seen these two things joined in the same sentence. The letter I is the middle letter in the word pride, and it is also the middle letter in the word sin. The I in our lives must die and be buried if revival will ever come to our lives, our churches, and our communities. So we often can see pride in the lives of others. So easy to do. We can see arrogance. We can see self-aggrandizement. We can see, but we seldom see it in our own lives. And I'm going to ask that you join me in asking the Holy Spirit to point out the signs of pride in my life and in your life as a hindrance to walking in the Spirit. So think of these verses. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Psalm 138, verse 6. Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. So none of us would think that we could have revival without God. That's not possible. And yet, Sometimes we drive or at least quench the Holy Spirit and drive God away through our pride and even our self-sufficiency. So I don't remember who it was. This was long. This is probably over a year ago. Somebody referenced the book by G. Campbell Morgan called um, The Key to the Missionary Problem. One of my favorite books. And I have been going back through that. I mentioned yesterday, I think, that I have been restudying the Moravians. And the third chapter of this book has a section on the Moravians. And uh, G. Campbell Morgan said this, the most striking example of achievement in the interest of foreign missions is that of the Moravians. They had done more in proportion to their ability than any other body of Christians. That's saying something. That's significant. So in the 1700s, because of oppression, this group of Moravians gathered together in a city called Hernhut or Hernhut. Uh, I don't know how the Germans would pronounce that. Um, Germany and uh, a man by the name of Count Nick, Nicholas von Zinzendorf allowed them to gather on this property. He kind of became their pastor. Um, but as a result of that, there was a prayer meeting that started that went 24 hours a day for 100 years, and we can trace multiple conversions, many missionaries that were sent out from this group. Um, it was had a striking influence on gospel advance. 
But one of the things that G. Campbell Morgan said was this. He said, they practice a zealous discipline of personal holiness. I'm sorry, this was not Campbell Morgan. This was another um, author. He said, they practiced a zealous discipline of personal holiness, not of the Pharisees, but born from a love for Christ and relationship with the Holy Spirit. Campbell Morgan said, in every detail of their lives, in business, in pleasure, in Christian service, in civil duties, they took the Sermon on the Mount as a lamp to their feet. They counted the service of God the one thing to live for. And everything was made subservient to this. It was not about them. I would reference and recommend that they took the signs down. Anything that pointed to them, they took it away. Um, On the 12th of May, 1748, Count Zinzendorf wrote this. Today, 21, I'm going to back up. Um, There's a diary that the Moravians kept. And um, one of the entries was this. The brethren all promised one by one that they would be the Savior's true followers Self-will, self-love, disobedience, they bade these farewell. And they would seek to be poor in spirit. No one was to seek his own profit before that of others. Everyone would give himself to be taught by the Holy Spirit. By the mighty working of God's grace, all were not only convinced, but as it were, carried along and mastered. And then 20 years later, there's a reflection of this. On the 12th day of May, 1748, Count Zinzendorf wrote this. Today, 21 years ago, the fate of Hernhut hung in the balance, whether it to become a sect or to take its place in the church of our Savior. The power of the Holy Spirit, after an address of two or four hours, decided for the, for the latter. The foundation principle was there laid down. That, they, that we were to lay aside the thought of being reformers and look to ourselves. What the Savior did after that, up to the winter, cannot be express, expressed. The whole place was indeed a veritable dwelling of God with men. And on the 13th August, it passed into continual praise. It then quieted down and entered the Sabbath rest. So I would like to recommend, as we even consider these things about pride, about walking in the Spirit, about being sensitive to the area of pride, that we take um, these words by an evangelist friend of mine named John Getch. He said this, Revival is born on the grave of pride. Revival is born on the grave of pride. So may we be encouraged, even through the Moravians, even through Galatians, uh, uh, um, gener- uh, as Galatians 2, even through Gypsy Smith, to take the signs down that we erect to point to ourselves. It may be jumping into a conversation to share something that we know and when we could be quiet and just let somebody else talk. It may be um, not boasting of something that we've done or that we've heard. It may be um, uh, forsaking sin that we know that our flesh would love to do, 
but yet our spirit is being nourished by the Holy Spirit alone. May it be that we take the signs down. Pride begins. Uh, the pride signs that would draw attention to us rather than to our Lord. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me.